a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What do you need to start doing now to be ready to reach millennial audiences when they make up a big percentage of your market? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. My name is Andy Johns. I'm your host once again. I am joined in this episode by Gordon Caverly, Regional Vice President for Mid-State Consultants. Gordon, thanks for joining me. Good afternoon, Andy. We have, uh, uh, we're once again recording this episode at KTA, the Kentucky Telecom Association uh, annual meeting and uh, conference. It's been a good, uh, good conference so far. Gordon was one of the speakers. His topic uh, was uh, sales and marketing strategy, if you wish to keep and grow your customer. So just in case there's anybody out there who wants to keep and grow their customers, this, that would have been a good topic for them to, to attend. That would have been an outstanding topic for them to begin with. <laughs> okay, great. Well, let's talk about um, uh, a lot of your session dealt with new audiences and reaching uh, that millennial. But the, the first, uh, first topic that I want to talk about was you discussed in that session the difference in being effective and efficient, which I thought was pretty good. Do you mind just running over that a little bit? Yes. Uh, most people, they talk about being effective or efficient in, in the business of processes, these two words carry such a significant difference that you can get them both wrong. Okay. You can be effective and you can be efficient. Obviously, you need to understand where each one of those words apply. Effective is doing the right thing. Efficient is doing that thing right. Okay. So if you get them backwards you can be very effectively at doing the wrong thing or you can do the right thing but you're not really good at it no efficiency there so you need to understand how to apply am i doing the right thing being the right sales process the right product for the industry i'm trying to reach out to or the the right um approach for the millennial people or am i doing it all wrong. Am I using the same approach to reach a whole new class of people? And the dichotomy between the two is two ships passing in the night and they're not talking. Right, right. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned the millennials there, and I know that was a lot of uh, a lot of what you discussed in the session. Um, but what what is it about this generation? And, and I know that you you had some research that you uh, presented or discussed there. I don't know what, what of that you've got off the top of your head right now. But but what are some of the the characteristics of this new generation? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about where they're where they're headed in the future. But but everybody hears millennial, and it's kind of a scary people people are kind of scared of this word millennial. But what are some of the the general characteristics, that sort of thing, uh, when you say millennial or you're talking about these new audiences that you mean? Well, the millennial is the young person uh, that has grown up into technology. Okay. They've thrown off the landline. Okay. They've uh, embraced the text machines, the mm-hmm. blogging machines, mm-hmm. the chat machines, the YouTubes the over-the-top video, right. the online, and these are the people that are going to grow up into management positions. Mm-hmm. If you wish to reach these people, you need to learn how to talk their language. At least you need to be aware of what their language is. As they reach positions of authority mm-hmm. and power in these companies, 
they will in many times know more about your service offering and your pricing format than you know. Interesting. They will have already researched all the other providers in your service area before they call you. If you try to lie to them or you try to put them in a gray area, they will just thank you and hang up and walk away, knowing that you lied to them. Mm. You will never know it. But a week, a day, a month later, you may find that on a chat, on a blog, on a YouTube, and that speaks thousands of words against you. Sure. It's no longer what you put in printed material today. It's what other people, UGC, user-generated content, says about you. That leads everything. And we know today that news travels at the speed of light around the world. Bad news does the same thing, and it stays out there forever. And bad news seems to travel even faster for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Bad news is much faster than good news. <laughs> right. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit more. Because, and you touched on several key points there. The technology, the, uh, uh, you know, the readiness um, to share opinions or, or whatever it is. So how, how do folks... So these folks right now are the um, kind of the recently out of college folks, maybe still in college folks. Um, so there, there may not be in those positions of authority you're talking about now, um, but uh, how, I guess we'll talk about um, uh, just how to speak to them in the language like you mentioned first. So how do you treat these folks different when you're marketing or you're selling to these folks? Well, right now we are on a, a sloping scale. Okay. The old way we've done business, the glad handing, the market literature, and the new way we're doing business with the type of technology and media approaches that we need to at least be aware of. Mm -hmm. Most businesses have to keep a foot in both camps today. Okay. Because while the millennials are not there today, and some of them are, they are getting there. And if you do not know how to reach them, you're not going to be able to talk to them, and they're not going to be willing to listen to your message. So you've got to be able to, one, understand where they're coming from, two, understand where you're coming from, and three, how to bridge that gap. That's interesting that you say, I mean, it, and it seems a little more obvious to say, you know where they're coming from, but you said understand where you're coming from. So that, that's interesting. What do you mean by that? Well, you need to understand that the old business format, okay. the old telephone companies, because this was a telecommunication, sure. they grew up in a franchise area. They didn't have to know how to sell. They didn't have to know how to market. Mm. You come in, and if you wanted a telephone, you got vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry. Okay. You, you didn't get anything in between. Okay. Okay? The, the, no, I'm sorry. This is what we offer. Wh which one would you like? If you don't like it, move your house and go to another place. <laughs> right. Okay? Right. So the point is, um, the choices were very limited, and the, and the companies did not have to sell, so they never grew any sales force. Subsequent to this, when the market has shifted and the laws and the rules have been broken up and companies have changed and municipalities have been building fiber and everybody seems to be able to build fiber and offer services today, now these old companies have to understand 
they have to change too. You either learn to shift with the paradigm or it will shift you right out of business. Hmm. And nobody wants that. So. Nobody wants that. No. Right. Well, one of the things that you, you discussed in the session and that we can get into now is, is who is doing the selling. You talked about cross-selling and some of the other things in there. So, um, and I have a feeling you're going to say something that we hear uh, frequently, but, but when you're talking about relating to these younger generation, uh, to this new audience, whose job is that to make sure that they're, that they're relating or, or what department, um, uh, whose job is it to relate to those folks? My point that I brought on my presentation was that the old traditional model was a customer service rep. Okay. Their job was to deal with the public. Okay. Their job really was to do nothing more than take an order. Right, an order taker. An right. order taker. Today, and that was a transactional process, today it has to be a consultative, consultative process. Okay. They have to be able to consult with the customer because many times a customer comes to the table, they already know what you offer. They already know what everybody else offers in that area. So they have to be able to, to build a relationship and if you want a lasting relationship, you build one on trust hmm. because most people don't really care what you know. They only know how much you care. If you don't show them that you care enough about their business, why should they give you their business? I like that. Say that. So they, don't, they don't care how much you know, but they know how much you care. I like that. That's right. They don't, know how much, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Excellent. I like that. That's very good. Uh, well, are there, uh, are there some other takeaways? Or I guess, I guess before we get there, um, let's talk about laying the groundwork. So like we said, these, these folks now are, maybe they're still in college, maybe they're right out of college. Um, are, are there some things that companies need to do in terms of the way they interact, the way that they're, they're telling their story, the way they're putting their message out there? What's some groundwork folks can lay uh, now to be ready when these um, these millennials, this younger generation, gets into the point where they're the main drivers of, of um, you know of purchase decisions. Certainly, most of the companies today, even the company that I currently work for, we have an aging workforce. Okay. Okay. We have very few younger people coming up. Henceforth, we don't communicate with the younger people. I've recognized this and read up on it and studied it and researched it and figured out that we need to understand how to communicate with them. But we need to still keep our feet in both camps. The companies today, they need to recognize that there needs to be some young people in their company filtering and growing up through their ranks so that they can understand and appreciate the old methodology of marketing and sales and then be able to combine it with a new methodology of marketing and sales and find the win-win solution because it doesn't work if you just automatically flop and go the other way all the way because then you rule out the class of people that are not um, millennial. You rule out uh, the baby boomers sure. and the uh, everybody in between all of a sudden gets feels violated. They're not talking to me anymore. So you got to have a mix of that culture for at least the next 10, 15 years. Okay. So it's not too late then if folks, if folks are, are, you know, hear this podcast and they, they realize they've, they've got to get started or they heard your presentation today, they, it's not too late for them to go ahead and start, start heading that direction. Not at all. Matter of fact, we're still in the infancy of it. It's a sliding paradigm between the two. The old way is slowly going to die off, and the new way is slowly going to slide in. 
but a lot of the qualities of the old way will stay. And the biggest quality is that one of trust. And the second biggest quality is building the relationship because if people like you, they talk to you, they, they feel comfortable around you, they will share their business with you and then they will ask the obvious question, um, can you help me with this? So that's what has to happen. Let me ask you just to kind of wrap up here. So if you can dust off the crystal ball for a minute and look ahead into the future, what does a successful telecom look like in 10 years? Uh, you know, a telco uh, that makes the right changes, what do they look like in 10 years? that will be the big difference than if you look at them right now. Yes, they will have a mixture of millennial and older people in their marketing and sales force. Okay. Everybody in the company is a salesperson. They all have a different level of responsibility as far as wearing the banner of this company, who I am. But they will have a mixture, and they will have a mixture of marketing and sales literature okay. on a much more limited basis than ever before. You can see that from going to conferences. Most people, they don't want to pick up any literature anymore. You can go, can go to www, I got it right here, okay. and download your own PDFs yourself. You don't need to carry things around anymore. Okay. You can also do that with UGC, user-generated content, when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to your reputation, when it comes to your service offerings, when it comes to anything about your company that is positive and going up. The downside of that is it can be negative just as quick, just as bad, if you do something that's not right. So transparency is going to be key, key going down the road in the future because everybody can see it today, and it's at the speed of light, 24-7, worldwide. Last question for you. What are some mistakes um, that you see folks making uh, in dealing with the younger generation now or, or common mistakes that you think have been prevalent the last couple of years? Not recognizing that change is the constant. Okay. Many uh, telephone companies have not kept up to pace with that. They still have the mindset, uh, this is our way, they want our service, uh, this is the way they're going to get it. Um, you have to realize it's no longer a seller's market. It's not, I own the product, uh, you take it my way, you don't get it that, uh, the way that you want it. It is the age of the customer today. And one of the authors of the books that I passed out today was by James Blassingame, excellent author. He talked about the paradigm shift and where it's going and I've expounded on it and I believe in that. And the issue is, that if people do not make that shift and change at least to a limited uh, model, then they are doomed to have to lose more and more customers and not pick up newer customers because they already know as much as you do about the technology before they even pick up the phone and ask you. Losing customers and not getting new ones, that doesn't sound like a winning formula for success there. That is the greatest losing formula you could ask for. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, I appreciate it, Gordon. I, uh, I appreciate you joining me, and I was glad to have you on this episode. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate your time. You have a good day.
He is Gordon Caverly, the Regional Vice President of Mid-State Consultants here at the KTA Conference in Lexington, Kentucky. We've had a little bit of background noise that session, but we are recording this here at the conference, so uh, right here at the center of everything um, uh, with the conference, so I apologize for any background noise. But Gordon, I think that was great content. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.